Welcome to the Avail Leadership Podcast, where our goal is to help you take your leadership to the next level. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're talking with Jeff Smith. He's a man of many talents, a coach, consultant, speaker, and lead pastor of Strong Tower Church in Fredericksburg, Virginia. His extensive corporate and ministry background have made him uniquely qualified to assist others in reaching their goals. You are going to be challenged and encouraged by Jeff's insights, so let's get started. Hey, 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 everybody in the Avail Leadership Podcast world. We are back once again with another episode with a global world-changing leader. Uh, It's going to be an amazing episode. As always here at Avail Leadership, our aim and our goal is to bring practical, relevant leadership resources that are going to be a blessing, an encouragement, and a huge help for every leader out there. So no matter if you're in the uh, uh, church world, if you're in the business world, if you're somewhere in between, (laughs) we know that this is going to be an encouragement to you. Uh, Today, we have the blessing and the honor to be connecting with Pastor Jeff Smith. Pastor Jeff Smith is a huge, huge blessing to his local church in Fredericksburg, Virginia. In addition to that, he is a huge blessing to so many pastors and so many churches and so many leaders because after 20 plus years of working with pastors and leaders, he's developed a keen insight on strategic planning. He's developed a keen insight on leadership, on healthy organizations, and so much more, which we're going to talk about today. So, Pastor Jeff, it is such a privilege and an honor to be with you today on the Avail Leadership Podcast. How are you feeling? Man, I'm feeling great and extra excited to be with you here today, my friend Virgil. I I, uh, remember us meeting in Cartagena uh, about a year and a half ago, and I just remember connecting with you and your wife and loving what you guys are doing and how God is using you all. And so when this opportunity came up for us to be able to have this conversation I just began to look forward to it. So a big thank you to you and to the entire Avail leadership team for creating this space and this opportunity for us to have a conversation that I'm believing is going to help those who hear. Yes, sir. I remember uh, at that uh, leaders retreat, I remember meeting you and I said, man, this is a very sharp leader. This is a sharp pastor. And, uh, and I, and I remember from the moment that I met you and I heard you speak, I knew that there was going to be great opportunities for us to connect. And here we are on the avail leadership podcast. We are really, really excited. Uh, pastor Jeff, you know, t- I think it will be a great opportunity for the people that are connected right now to, to learn a little bit more about you. Uh, there are some people who are going to hear what you have to say, but they're going to want to know where you come from. Tell us a little bit about your story. How did you get where you are and what has God placed in your heart? Fantastic. Well, as you mentioned earlier, I serve as lead pastor of Strong Tower Church, which is uh, in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Some might be saying, well, where is Fredericksburg? And Fredericksburg is south of D.C. It's actually the largest bedroom community to Washington, D.C. So I have a lot of people that are part of my congregation that that work there in the D.C. area. And so it's a wonderful place to be. But originally, Virgil, I am a Midwest guy from Ohio. Wow. Of the Ohio State Buckeyes. So uh, for those out there that are listening and love college football, especially I'm originally from Toledo, Ohio, was born and raised there and uh, grew up in a home that uh, we were raised to love God, love people, love his church. And uh, so that's been a large part of my life, all of my life. 
And um, my parents were great. My father was a psychologist. And so that has greatly impacted my journey as well. Wow. Just my love for people and helping people and all of that. And that has kind of shown up in my coaching and consulting. But uh, after uh, graduating there in uh, high school in Toledo, went on to college and majored in finance. And uh, it was in actually college that I met my wife, Nicola. And uh, this year we're celebrating 28 years of yeah, yeah, man. God's going to give her a big prize, I'm sure. But 28 <laughs> years of marriage, three children, and uh, they're just a great, great blessing. And uh, after graduating from Bowling Green State University with a finance degree, I uh, went into corporate world and uh, was there at IBM for a little while, left IBM, and uh, went into banking and was in banking for five years. When I left there, I was heading up the corporate trust division. And uh, from that place in my life, I then entered ministry. Wow. It's always been my desire to serve God, uh, always been my desire to be involved in ministry. But God and I had this agreement, and I told him, look, if that's the path you want me to take, open the door, and I'll walk through it. But until then, I'm just going to do this corporate thing. <laughs> and so uh, my time there at IBM was great in marketing, and my time there in banking was great. But uh, I remember my pastor, it was on a Super Bowl bash night. And uh, we were there with the guys watching the Super Bowl. And he says, why don't you come on back to the office? And uh, he asked me a question. He said, man, what do you want to do with your life? He says, we're thinking about expanding our staff. Your name keeps popping up. And uh, <laughs> he said, why don't you start praying about it? And I did. And we left the corporate world, entered ministry. And it's been a great ride ever since. We've been here serving this church, leading this church for the last eight years. And uh, man, God has been good. So kind of a, a hodgepodge background, but we're grateful for where we landed up. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that because it explains a lot about your, I think the reason why you're so strong in certain areas, because you have a background in, in a lot of these various areas. And isn't it crazy how we can be involved in a certain area. And then all of a sudden there's a call from God to jump into, to step into ministry. Right. And, and, and I'm sure that you might've uh, battled a little bit with, you know, is this really what God has for? Is this really what I need to do? Uh, but I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I think, I think this uh, information is going to help all of us as leaders understand how your mind works a little bit, your, 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 how your brain works and obviously how your, your heart is in passion. Now, in addition to being um, a pastor uh, in addition to being a consultant for many leaders and many churches, uh, pastors, and also just, just being somebody that leaders can go to, we also know that you're an author. I know that there's uh, multiple books that God has put in you that you've put out there. But today I want us to focus in on the book entitled Breakthrough is in You, Conquer Five Fears That Keep You from Advancing. Tell us a little bit about this book, Pastor Jeff, and, and just your heart behind it, how it came to be, because I think a lot of leaders, if if we're honest, we're facing a lot of fears, but a lot of times it's hard to be honest about that, and we don't even know where to start and how to conquer them. Yeah. You know, uh, one of my passions, probably greatest passion, is really to help people and organizations move forward, uh, to see their dream, their vision become a reality. Whether I'm pastoring, coaching, or consulting, my, my heart really beats to see people move forward in life. And as I 
endeavor to do that, one of the things that I began to realize is that a lot of times people don't move forward because there are fears that are holding them back. Then when I look at people that have excelled, those that have broken through barriers, overcome obstacles, went on to do great things, I recognize that they've had this dynamic that I refer to as breakthrough. Hmm. Breakthrough is just the ability to overcome the odds, to do what hasn't been done, to move forward, even though adversity is standing in the way. And so as I began to look at the lives of great people, I began to see how this dynamic began to work in their lives, both corporate world, marketplace, ministry. You see people that are high achievers have this dynamic called breakthrough. And I really do believe, Virgil, that that dynamic is resident in everyone. Mm. Uh, It may be active or it may be dormant, but it's there. Mm -hmm. And in the book, I hope to stir that and to activate that in people's lives. And one of the ways is to help them to identify the fears that keep them from advancing. Uh, Fear can be a gripping thing. Fear can be a paralyzing thing. Mm -hmm. Fear is that thing that many times causes people to live beneath their potential and the possibilities that await them ahead. And so in the book, I really try to identify five fears. What I'd like to do, Virgil, is maybe just touch a little bit on these five fears. Because I think at different points in our leadership journey or just our life journey, these fears can pop up. Mm -hmm. The first fear is what I call the fear of the unknown. Many times people don't move forward in life because they fear the unknown. It's almost as though, Virgil, we get we get addicted to certainty. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> we want we want the guarantees in life. Right. And if we, if we don't have a guarantee, if it is not certain, if it's not a sure thing, we'd rather sit it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think sometimes people have bought into the misnomer that 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 safety is the best place to be. But I would offer that safety, I think, is a little bit uh, uh, it, it's made too much of a big deal. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's kind of uh as I get as as I said again, a misnomer. Safety can be limiting. I mean, it can be limiting. It, it can, we, I could be safe and be nowhere close to the potential that I have, like you mentioned, or or what God has for me. Yeah, I mean, you know, the old adage is no risk, no reward. <laughs> right. The big rewards is when you take the big risk, and yeah. so I think sometimes the fear of the unknown is what holds people back. Yeah, I love this quote by H. Jackson Brown. He says this, do not be afraid to go out on a limb. That's where the fruit is. Wow. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, people, they want to stay close to what is safe, but you'll find that opportunity, favor, blessing, new relationships, all of that is when we dare to go into the spaces and places that yeah. are unfamiliar to us or maybe even a little uncomfortable to us. So I think the first fear is the fear of the unknown. That's good. Yeah. You know, think, go ahead. As you're, as you're saying that, I, I also think of the illustration of, of kind of like the ocean, right? Like it's, it's I remember uh, when my, my first son, he, he was always kind of afraid to go deeper, you know, <laughs> because you like to have your feet on the ground and in control, right? But there's something about the freedom of being able to swim in the ocean, right? Or, or going deeper, so to speak. And I think a lot of people stay on the sidelines or they stay on the edge when there's so much more out there. And I think you're right. I think fear of the unknown is something that could limit us from um, the potential that God's placed in us. And I think that's a, 
a, a fear that really has been resident this year. In many ways, 2020 mm. has been, as has oftentimes been said, unprecedented, yeah. unpredictable, filled with uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And if we're not careful, we can try to play it safe, not realizing that in the midst of crisis, there's always two things present. There's danger, but there's also opportunity. Right. And it's in those unknown spaces, such as what we're experiencing now in leadership. None of us have ever led in this set of circumstances ever before. <laughs> never. But never. I'm finding as I'm talking with different leaders in my own leadership experience, that in the midst of all this chaos and confusion, there are unique opportunities. And if we lean into it, it can actually propel us into some great discoveries. So good. So good. This is great because I think so many times when we talk about leadership conversations, we're talking about strategy and do this. But if we can't get past this, it's hard to get to the other stuff. What's the next fear, Pastor Jeff? The next one is the fear of failure. The fear of failure many times keeps people from advancing. And I've realized as I've looked at the lives of great people, nobody arrives at success (laughs) without a failure. Right. <laughs> Nobody gets to the top of the mountain with ha- without having a fall or tripping up here or there. But some people, I think, live beneath their potential and their possibility because they're afraid of failure. And, and I would mm-hmm. offer, Virgil, that many times what we need to do is reframe failure. Mm-hmm. Failure is not final unless right. you quit. Right. <laughs> if you quit, if you don't get back up, failure can be final. But failure many times is just a stepping stone to your next success. I think when we look at failure, we have to realize that failure is not final and failure ought not be a label that we wear. Mm. You can fail, but that doesn't mean you are a failure. You can lose, but that doesn't mean you are a loser. Right. So we can't be afraid of failure because many times there are lessons to be learned that will be significant for where you're going. That's so good. You know, I've heard the phrase failing forward, right? <laughs> that, that which I think is per- exactly what you're talking about is is a lot of times in our attempt or in our in our jumping in, you know, doing something where we we might fail in the moment of what we not getting the expected or desired result, but it may we may be failing forward because because of that experience now we're aware we can do this and it leads us to an even better option and I, and I think that's a, I think you're right this is a fear that sometimes will stop leaders from trying something new or from or 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 will bring just more worry and concern what will people think what will people say because of the fear of that failure or even rejection of others you know i think we have to create in our organizations and in our world an environment of experimentation yeah <laughs> That, that gives me the freedom to say, let me at least try. Mm. Let, let, let's just go out and see. I don't know if it's going to work or not work, but we have an environment and a culture of experimentation. So yeah. it gives us the liberty to try things that if we don't try, we'll never know if they could have been the thing that took us ahead or not. That's good. You know, uh, this might help somebody out there because I remember it helped me when I heard it, uh, a pastor, a mentor of mine. Uh, sometimes when, when we want to, imp- for example, in our church, we want to implement something new. And sometimes we say, hey, we're going to implement this new strategy, this system, this program, this process. And you know what? We're going to reevaluate in three months. 
Right. So we're going to try it. We're going to reevaluate in three months or whatever, four months, whatever, whatever we find appropriate. And at that point, as we reevaluate, we'll assess, hey, this is working. It's giving, it's producing the desired result. Or you know what? We tried. It's not the best, but if we tweak it, you know, or we come back to what we're doing, but we give ourselves that permission of, hey, we're going to reevaluate. Let's try this. Let's jump in together. And that, like you're saying, it's kind of a, a, an aspect of opening up some experimentation in the process. You know, and I find that so valuable in a year like this where things are changing so rapidly, right? I mean, you can set a plan in place and new restrictions come out or new concerns or reports come out and now you have to alter your plan and tweak your strategy. But when you create an environment of experimentation and you rid yourself of the fear of failure, you're, you're then open for exploration and discovery that many times keeps life interesting, keeps your organization alive, keeps it on the cutting edge. And uh, I think that's helpful in trying to advance, especially in a season like what we're experiencing in 2020. So good. So everybody, we are talking about uh, Jeff Smith's book, Breakthrough is in You, Conquer five fears to keep you from advancing. We've talked about fear of the unknown. We've talked about fear of failure. What's the next one on the list? This one's a little different, Virgil. This one is the fear of going first. <laughs> <laughs> the fear of going first. And I think sometimes people, they'll, they live their life in a wait and see mode. Uh-huh. Let me see what somebody else is going to do. Let <laughs> me see how it turns out for this one. And they live their life afraid to go first. Wow. And this is the reality, Virgil. If you're afraid to go first, the best you'll ever be is second. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You'll you'll never get the joy. You'll never have the excitement that comes with being the first. And so sometimes I think that holds people back from Mm. advancing. And, 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 you know, we live our life and we're looking for the blueprint. Huh? We live our life looking for the template. Uh, but, but many times, if we will dare to do what hasn't been done before, that's the joy. You know, if we take a scriptural approach at this, I, I think about Peter, right? Uh, before Peter walked on the water, nobody had ever walked on the water. <laughs> Peter could have been in that boat saying, you know what? Let me look this up on YouTube. Let me see if there's uh-huh. a YouTube for this. <laughs> Let me see if there's a walking on water one-on-one book I can look at. But there was no blueprint, right? There was no template. Right. But there was something on the inside of him, that dynamic that we call breakthrough that says, you know what? Although no one has done it before, that does not mean it can't be done. I have to rid myself of the fear of going first. For somebody, it might be you're the first one to be a believer in your family. Right. Maybe for someone, it's you're the first one to break the addiction of alcohol. Maybe for someone, you're the first one to go and get a college degree. For somebody else, you're the first one to have a happy, healthy marriage. Although you might not have role models or blueprints or templates that you can look to, don't allow that to keep you from advancing in life. Don't allow the fear of going first to keep you from realizing the potential that you're supposed to, to walk in. You know, I think I have to make a confession here on this uh, podcast. Uh, Pastor Jeff, I'm going to raise my hand. I've done it before. I've I've been the one to say, you know what? I don't want to go first. Let me observe and watch what others do. And, you know, sometimes there's wisdom in that. But the truth is, 
the truth is that why not? Why not say, hey, let's do something nobody's ever done. You know, something the Lord put on my heart that I really didn't see anywhere is, hey, we're one church, two languages, and we're going hard at doing something that maybe not every church is called to, but I'm believing that the Lord called us for a reason. Let's be the greatest influence we can be in this world as a bilingual church and do it with everything we got. Let's go first. Let's do it. And, and I love that. I love that because I think you're right. I think uh, that that's a real fear that some of us have. You know, and that's been a blessing in my life is the 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 capacity to take a risk. You know, in my family, there had nobody there had been nobody that had served in full-time ministry. Mm. You know, everyone had done the corporate thing, everyone had done the educational track, no mm -hmm. one had done ministry full-time. Uh, I'm the first in my family to live out here on the East Coast. All of my family is back Midwest. <laughs> uh, but I would have missed out on a great opportunity yeah. to lead a wonderful church, to make an impact for the kingdom of God in this region. If I was waiting for somebody else to go first from my family, I think in times uh, like these, especially when there's so much uh, uh, unpredictability, God will call upon us to say, you know what, why don't you do what's never been done? <laughs> why don't you step out and do something that you don't have a blueprint for, you don't have a template for, Go on out there. Like you said, why not? <laughs> you know, I think this is great. It, it, it even makes me think about the great, you know, men and women that we see in the Bible. They weren't perfect. You know, they made their mistakes, but most of them are, are in the Bible because they went first. They did something that nobody had done before that maybe God called them to do. And I'm so encouraged because I know that despite all the challenges and all the fears uh, that might attack us, a, a podcast like this and an experience and an opportunity like this can help and challenge some of us to go further than we ever imagined. So we're talking here about the fail the fears that sometimes limit us as leaders. We talked about the fear of the unknown, fear of failure, fear of going first. Pastor Jeff, what's the next fear? Virgil, here it is. The fear of investment. The fear of investment. Sometimes I think people will get stuck in life. Mm -hmm. Because they feel like their efforts won't pay off. And so instead of me investing my time, investing my energy, investing my focus, uh, I will just kind of play it safe and get stuck in life and end up living a life of routine. It's the fear of investment. And I mm -hmm. have found in life, Virgil, that, you know, you can only have harvest where you have first sown. <laughs> Wow. If you don't sow first, you can't expect a season of harvest. That's good. I have found that in order for you to have great achievement and accomplishment, it's going to cost you something. I heard somebody say one time, Virgil, greatness never goes on sale. Huh. <laughs> it costs what it costs. <laughs> it costs what it costs. If you ask any great athlete, if you ask any uh, uh, great business person, great mm -hmm. entrepreneur, it costs something. And if we're going to advance in life, we can't shrink back from the investment that greatness demands of us. It's going to require some blood, sweat, and tears. It's going to require some late nights. It's going to require some sacrifice. And we have to believe on the insight that ultimately our efforts, they will pay off. I love this. You know, I had never heard it that way. But it's so true. I, I, I had never really heard that phrase that way, the fear of investment. 
because I think that is one of the things that will hold a lot of leaders back, whether it's, and you just said it right now, whether it's financial investment, whether it's personal kind of sacrificial investment, time investment, um, that is a real fear that real leaders deal with on a regular basis. Um, how do you conquer that? Man, I, I think you have to keep the dream alive on the inside. Your why has to be bigger than your what. Okay. Right? So I think sometimes we can think about the what. What this is going to cost me. Mm -hmm. What this demands that I pay. And we can get so consumed with the what that we lose our why. Your dream has to be bigger than your sacrifice. Mm -hmm. If I can focus, if we think about Jesus, he laid down his life because of the joy that was set before him. (laughs) He kept his eye on the prize. He did not take his eye off the goal and that empowered him to invest his life because he believed that the prize, the dream, you and I being in right relationship with the father once again was worth it. I think it's the same with us as well. We have to think for our organizations. What are we ultimately wanting to accomplish? What's the mission? What's the vision? How many lives are going to be touched and changed? What's the impact that we're going to have on our community? Mm. How far can I take my family forward if I pay the price today? I think in order for us to overcome the fear of investment, we've got to renew the vision on the inside, set our eyes afresh and anew on the prize, and keep moving forward. That this is great. So I love this because this is your book. Breakthrough is in you. I think, you know what, Jeff, I think at the time of this recording uh, come to the end of final stretch of 2020, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are in need of breakthrough. And I think that a lot of people's breakthrough is going to come just as your book implies when they're able to overcome and conquer these fears. Um, I love that we're talking about this because I think if we're honest, Some of us suffer not just with one or two of them. Sometimes there's three or four of them that are on our list. But I think that the way you the way you unwrap unravel it, the way I guess the way you kind of put it out here, uh, it really is easy to understand. Like it's easy to hear it and get it. Now it's just a matter of: Am I willing to do this? Am I willing to to take these steps? Am I willing to first admit? You know what? I'm I'm I have a fear of investment. You know, or I have a fear of going for. Am I willing to admit it on the one hand, and then later? is can I do, am I willing to do something about it? And I, and I think that's a big, that's a big uh, thing here. Let's go to the last one. Yeah. The last, the, the fifth of these five fears that we have to conquer if we want to see this breakthrough, which one is it? The fear of opposition. Hmm. The fear of opposition. <laughs> you know, there's a little two letter word that many times keeps people from going forward. Hmm. It's a little two letter word that they are afraid of hearing. It's almost as though when they hear this little two-letter word, all their faith shatters, all their confidence goes out the window, all of their belief in who they are falls to the ground. It's just a two-letter word, Virgil. What is it? No. (laughs) (laughs) So many people, I think, are hindered in their ability to go forward because they don't want to hear no. No. Mm -hmm. It's the fear of rejection. I don't want to feel the pain of rejection. And so sometimes the fear of opposition shows up that way. When adversity shows up, uh, it it costs us a little something. There's a struggle. There's a battle. There's a fight. 
when there's adversity, sometimes it's not such an easy walk through the park, but now we got to go to battle a little bit. And sometimes I think people will say, you know what? I don't feel like fighting. I, 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 don't, I don't feel like, you know, having to work through the adversity and the opposition. Mm -hmm. But many times that's exactly what prepares you for where you're going. I have found that many times the enemy fights you yeah. <laughs> right at the point of your breakthrough and it's in the form of opposition or adversity. This is so, you know, the Bible verse that comes to my mind is John 16, 33, where Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, take courage. I have overcome the world. And, and you know, I think that's a reminder because sometimes in our idealistic way of thinking, we want to think that everything's always going to go perfect and where every decision, every idea is going to be well received by everybody and everything. But the reality is sometimes our ideas aren't the best or sometimes what we think isn't what isn't the best decision or, or sometimes we thought something that we thought was, was in the bag. <laughs> it's not. And like you said, and we hear that no, or, or not yet, or I don't think so. And, and, and then it comes that temptation to, to kind of sh shrink back. Right. Or, or that, that temptation to say, Oh, I'm not going to try that again because last time, you know, I got rejected or last time didn't work. So I'm not going to put myself in that position again. I'm going to stay over here in my safe corner, so to speak. So how do you overcome that? Or what, what are some thoughts on overcoming the fear of, of opposition? I think really becoming settled with the simple understanding that with every open door, there will be opposition. Hmm. I like the way Paul puts it. Paul says, there is before me an effectual open door, but there is an enemy beside it. Right. I think that's oftentimes true, that there will be opportunity, there will be an avenue for advancement, but right along with it, there will always be yep. opposition. The two go hand in hand. And I think as leaders, if we recognize that, we can prepare for that, right? And we can understand that many times opportunity shows up in times of our life where we have the greatest struggle, the greatest challenge. Yeah. But if we will say to ourselves, you know what, it'll be worth it for me to fight this fight. It'll be worth it for me to, to press on forward uh, on the other side of it. There's an open door. Wow. So much wisdom from this book that you wrote. Breakthrough is in you. Conquer five fears that keep you from advancing. Well, I don't want to let this keep us from advancing. I want to talk about some other subjects. So let's do a little segue. <laughs> let's transition here. Sure. By the way, this is leadership gold. Uh, Jeff, I love it. Now I understand, and I think everybody who's connected can understand why something else that you are kind of very strong in is consulting and helping leaders in their journeys, because not only because of your experience and your areas of expertise, but it seems like the Lord's put this passion in your heart. Uh, recently, something new was launched called Expand. I, I was, I was, I was, I was there, part of that special uh, online event when Expand was was uh, publicly uh, opened up and released to the world. Can you share the vision behind Expand, uh, this initiative, as well as you know what it is? Who are some of the other leaders that are involved in it? And, and what people need to know? Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, as you mentioned, the book Breakthrough is in You is really uh, an attempt to help people personally to advance in their life. Expand is uh, 
an organization or really a consulting group that has been formed to help leaders in organizations move forward in their life, to expand their vision and to realize their potential. I've had the great opportunity of partnering with some wonderful leaders mm. that are making tremendous international impact. Uh, I'm sure our audience is familiar with Dr. Samuel Chan yes, and yes. the great work that he does in so many different arenas and facets. He is one of the individuals that are, is participating in this consulting group, along with Martine Van Tilbro, and yeah. many of our listeners are aware of him and know of the great work that he does. And then also Maury Davis, a tremendous pastor who now consults and coaches all across the United States and around the world. The four of us came together in an effort to make ourselves available to help leaders move forward in their vision. And uh, we wrote a book together, which was a lot of fun. And each of us took a section in the book and talked about our area of expertise or strength. And so Dr. Chan in the book talks about practical leadership. Uh, Mark Tyne talks in there about uh, marketing strategies. And then uh, Maury Davis talks to us a little bit about strategic growth. The area that I focus in on is on organizational health, how to help organizations get rid of toxicity, become healthy and strong so that they can move forward. I find that many times we don't grow until we're healthy. And so I help organizations get on the path to being a healthy organization. That's good. It kind of, so, I know it's not, but kind of sounds like you got a little bit of medical field here because you got to, you got to go in and take out, you know, bring the organization to health, take out the toxins, <laughs> the toxicity. Hey, we might not have time to maybe delve in detail, but can you hit on some of those key elements of having a healthy organization or, the, or those key elements of, of the toxic things that we need to get rid of in order to be healthy? Yeah, man, I'll give these to you real quickly. And these are things that I've noticed in working with or other organizations, as well as in organizations I've led. You said it so uh, correctly that many times we've got to get rid of some things that are hindering us before we can move forward uh, in effectiveness. And so I'll give you these real quick. The, the first, I think, toxic sign in a organization is when there's prevailing negativity, just this this pessimism that mm. seems to be like a heavy cloud over the organization. So prevailing negativity. The second one is when there is this status and title focus. Everybody is competing for position and title. Everybody is infatuated with their next promotion rather than completing the project or task at hand. So you've got this competitiveness in the organization mm -hmm. around title position and status. Yeah. I think the third sign of a toxic environment in an organization is when there is low morale and low engagement. Hmm. Where the organization has lost its want to, I say. And yeah. it is very difficult to get people to engage and to lean in. You've got to push and prime and promise and promote in order to get people to do what they should already have a desire to want to accomplish for the sake of the organization. So the morale is low. The engagement mm -hmm. is low. I, I think the next one then, uh, Virgil, is when we start seeing in an organization a bias towards putting policies over people, mm. policies over people, and especially in ministry. I mean, at the end of the day, 
we only have ministry because there's people. <laughs> right, right. We can't put our policies ahead of people. We want to make sure that our policies help us to serve people better rather than simply serving policies for policy's sake. That's good. I think the next one then is when you see in an organization silos, right? Mm. And there is this territorialism that is in an organization mm-hmm. and you have this department versus <laughs> this department and we're competing over space and competing over resources, competing over the calendar and the time. You know how it is. I, you know and, what, it, Jeff, it makes me think of, you remember the all those reality competition shows? I remember back back in the day, Survivor, where they would form alliances, right? And, <laughs> and they have their alliances. These are with over here, these are over here. And then as opposed to, you know, working together, they're kind of in competition, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, then we're only looking out after our own interest Mm. rather than the interests of the organization at large. You know, it's it's the women's group, you know, competing against the men's group. And it's the (laughs) the young people, you know, who are in competition, you know, with the choir. And, 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 And before you know it, we've got these gangs as Dr. Chan sometimes calls it in <laughs> churches, right? <laughs> and they're at one another's throat rather than understanding that we're called to serve alongside one another mm. to accomplish a greater purpose. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So good. So and I think the next one then is when you see poor communication mm-hmm. and you have what we call crooked communication, okay. right? And what is mentioned maybe at one level in the organization or in the church, say by the leader or by the leadership team is not the same message that is understood the deeper you go into the organization. So once we get down to the congregation level, the message that was initially given by the senior leader has been altered or changed Mm. as it has gone down through. So now we have maybe the staff changes it a little bit. By the time it gets to the department heads, they've added their flavor to it. By the time now it gets to the volunteers, you know, they'd add a little something to it. And the congregation, what they hear is nothing like (laughs) what the senior person initially said. We end up with a bunch of crooked communication rather than clear communication. Mm. So sometimes that is a sign of toxicity. The last sign of a toxic environment in an organization that I want to mention today is fear. When there is a prevailing fear in an organization, a reluctancy to go forward, that's an indicator that there's toxicity in the organization and in the environment. You know, particularly this year where there's been so much uncertainty, crisis has been at an all time high. I think it's important to remember that as leaders, we wanna make sure that we're not driven by our fears, but we're led by our faith or our courage. And I think there's a lot of things that will cause us to shrink back in fear, but I want to encourage us, particularly this year, let's lean forward in faith. I believe God has great outcomes awaiting us if we will just dare to step out and uh, pursue, even though uh, at times it seems like there's every reason to shrink back. This is so good. So this is, I love this. I love the whole initiative of the expand group. Um, And just to kind of uh, reiterate to everybody who's connected on this podcast, Expand Group exists to bring help and consultation and coaching uh, to leaders. You know, Uh, there's pastors out there, there's there's leaders in the marketplace that are looking for somebody to come in and really help 
guide them in the steps of taking their organization to the next level, whether it's the areas of strategic and organizational growth, whether it's the area of just practical leadership, whether it's the area of marketing and how to get out there stronger, or uh, Pastor Jeff's forte, which is which is organizational health, right? Which How can we get to the next step if we don't get healthy first? So I love that. Uh, I know that there's a book, which you mentioned, uh, that book, is, is that still available for free? It is. It is. Thanks for mentioning that. The book, Expand, A Leader's Guide to Explosive Growth. One can get that. And I wrote it down so I can give it to everybody here today. Uh It simply is releasemydream.com backslash expand Mm -hmm. dash exclusive dash access. I like it. I like it. Let's say it one more time, everybody. Let's say it one more time. Here we go. I know release that's a little long. So we'll my dream. Releasemydream.com backslash expand dash exclusive dash access. Come on. I know you want that free book out there. Put that in your uh, on your uh, browser and get that book. What an amazing, uh, these four amazing authors and leaders, uh, Pastor Jeff, you're included in there, uh, have put together this amazing book, Expand. Uh, as we kind of hit the final stretch here uh, for this podcast, um, you and I were talking off the air about how 2020 has totally been a year set apart from all the rest. I, I haven't I've been saying this in every podcast and every conversation, right? Um, what what's a t- one tip or one advice or something you could you could bring to all these leaders regarding 2020 that maybe you've learned uh, or how you've grown or something that could be helpful for all of us leaders out here? You know, as I think about the conversations that I've been in as of late with leaders, one of the things that I hear over and over again is just how fatiguing this year has been mentally fatiguing, emotionally fatiguing, Mm. spiritually fatiguing. This year has taken a lot out of leaders, trying to pivot, trying to be creative, trying to respond and react to things that we did not prepare for, plan for. It's been quite a demanding year. I think, Virgil, the thing that I would encourage all the leaders that are listening here today to remember is to take care of themselves that you cannot lead when you are depleted yourself. Take time to replenish, to renew, to restore. And I know sometimes we think, you know, but I've got to get this done and I've got to take care of this. And this group is depending upon me. And this group is looking to me for direction and for guidance and for help. I want to remind all of us that we can't give what we don't have. Yep. So I want to encourage us as we're coming to the end of this year, take some time to refresh and to renew. And I believe that when we do, we can position ourselves to continue to lead strong and to continue to lead well, even in times of adversity. Mm -hmm. You know, a verse that I've been holding on to for our congregation, we announced it at the beginning of the year that this was our year for growth. That was our theme, growth, grow. And this year has met us with all kinds of challenge, but I don't believe that that theme, that emphasis has been impacted in a negative way, but rather in a productive way. I think in Mm -hmm. adversity, you grow in ways that you normally don't grow. And uh, the verse that we've been holding on to is where it says in Psalms 92, that the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. They shall grow strong like the cedars in Lebanon. 
I think even in tough times, we can flourish. Even in difficulty, we can grow. So my prayer for all those that are listening is stay strong, keep growing, Mm. keep flourishing, replenish yourself and keep moving forward. Such a good word. Thank you for that encouragement. I think as leaders, uh, it's important. We're, we're always so concerned and worried about uh, the people, the staff, you know, the responsibilities, the organization, the, the finances, you know, the leadership. And, and sometimes with all of our attention going out, we lose that attention coming in and how and, and keeping ourselves healthy, body, soul, and spirit. Uh, so I think that's a great reminder. Thank you for sharing that, Pastor Jeff. Um, you know, this has been such a great conversation. And and uh, as I wish we could be on here for another hour or so to go over more leadership principles, because every time we're talking leadership, it catches the hearts of leaders. Uh, but obviously, we're coming here uh, to the final stretch of this podcast. I want to make sure people can connect with you, Jeff. People can can find you maybe uh, online, social media. What are the best ways that people can connect with you? How can they find you? How can they get your books, for example? Sure. So they can simply go to uh, Mm jeffscottsmith.com or the website. Uh, They can easily do that and catch information and updates and uh, also get information on the book. That's an easy way to connect with me. And then on social media, uh, they can just go to Jeff Smith Leadership or, or nice. JFS Leadership, and they can follow me there on social yeah. media. Yeah, I see here on Instagram, it's Jeff Smith Leadership. So the handle is at Jeff Smith Leadership for those Instagrammers out there. If you're on Facebook uh, or Twitter, you can look up JSS Leadership. That stands for Jeff Scott Smith, right? JSS Leadership on Facebook and Twitter. And of course, like you mentioned, JeffScottSmith.com. They can find you can find more information about Jeff. You can get in contact with him. In fact, if you want to write him an email, JSS at JeffScottSmith.com. Uh, that's another way to connect directly with Pastor Jeff. And uh, I think there's a lot of pastors and leaders out there that are going to tap into expand group uh, and find some great guidance and coaching and consultation, which every good leader of every great organization needs to have. Um, and I think also everybody should take advantage in finding, especially that book we talked about at the beginning, uh, um, Breakthrough is in you. I think that's a key book for a lot of leaders. You can check out some more, some more of Pastor Jeff's books at jeffscottsmith.com. I want to mention here, Jeff, I'm holding in my hand for those who are watching the video, maybe on YouTube uh, or on Facebook. This is the Avail Leadership Journal with none other than Dr. Sam Chan on the cover here. Uh, this was the third edition. Uh, ha- have you enjoyed the Avail Leadership Journal? I've loved it. You know, the array of leaders is broad that contribute to this this journal and the experiences uh are so enriching that we're able to glean from as we listen to and read from all the different leaders so i look forward to it coming out every time it comes (laughs) out just to see who's in there and what is new that i can learn from yeah, I know you've contributed to it as well. Um, I want to mention to everybody who is listening right now, uh, the Avail Leadership Journal. If you're saying, what is it? How can I get it? You, there's a little slip I have here on mine. By the way, you can get a free annual subscription of the Avail Leadership Journal by going to availjournal.com. Again, avail, A-V-A-I-L, journal.com. And you can get a free 
annual subscription. Pastor Jeff, it's not just one to one journal. It's a free annual subscription. We know that when you get this in your hands, you're going to be blessed and encouraged by the value, by the leadership content. Like you said, Jeff, the, the amazing contributors and leaders and pastors. We have some great surprises and upcoming additions that are coming up, especially for 2021. Um, so we want to make sure that every leader go to availjournal.com. You can get your free annual subscription. Also, uh, if you haven't done so, you can connect to the Avail Leadership Connect Facebook. You can do that by going to availleadershipconnect.com and that will lead you right to our private Facebook group where you can talk leadership, type and post leadership with a big leadership community that is Avail on the Facebook side of things. Um, Pastor Jeff, this has been an awesome talk uh, on just various aspects of leadership that I know I've been encouraged. I know everybody else as well. Can you leave us with some closing remarks, some final thoughts, uh, or, or what's on your heart to just leave all the leaders with on this occasion? You know, I really want to encourage everybody just to lean forward into what is next. I think sometimes we can come through 2020 thinking about all the things that we may have lost or disappointed us, or we've struggled through or had to deal with. But I think we should reframe it and think about there's great opportunity in the midst of all that we're going through. Uh, there's doors that are opening for those that will just open up their eyes and look. And I want to encourage everybody to lean forward. 2020 is coming to an end. 2021 is ahead. This is the fourth and final quarter of the year. And I just want to encourage everybody to put their faith forward. Let's look forward to what God has for us next individually as well as organizationally, I think those that will have a little bit of faith and optimism will see great days are ahead. Such a great word. Um, Jeff, on behalf of the Avail team, we just want to thank you for taking the time to connect with us on this Avail Leadership Podcast episode. We know that your time uh, is important. <laughs> we know that it's valuable, um, but we want to thank you and we want to honor you. Uh, we want to recognize your leadership, not only in your, in your local church and obviously your family, but your leadership in the United States of America, your leadership in the world of, of, of the kingdom. We really appreciate you and we value you and we, we honor you and we believe that you've accomplished great things, but we truly believe the best is yet to come. So on behalf of our team, thank you for being a blessing to us. Thank you for the joy and the privilege to join you today and to be a part of this great effort to encourage and strengthen and resource leaders. It's my joy to be able to, uh, to be a part of what you're doing. So good. Hey, everybody, thank you for connecting with us. As always, we have brought forth some amazing leadership content, principles, strategies, ideas. All of this is going to be valuable, not only for you. I encourage you to take this podcast, share it with your team, share it with your staff, share it with some people that God's placed around you and add value to their lives by helping them take steps in their leadership journey as well. As always, thank you for connecting with us here at the Avail Leadership Podcast. We hope you've been inspired by this conversation with Jeff Smith. Remember, you can connect with Pastor Jeff at jeffscottsmith.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at availleadership.org. Make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. And if you'd like to connect to our growing leadership community on Facebook, visit availleadershipconnect.com. As always, thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Leadership Podcast. Yeah.